In this week's parasha, we also have the mitzvah of tzitzis. Gedilim tazalach alarba kamfes ksuscha. You should make tzitzis on all the corners of your garments. Echsidis, there's profound explanation of the meaning of tzitzis. There's the talus and there's the tzitzis. And it says, Echsidis, that the talus, which is this garment that envelops the body, is, is a metaphor for the whole union of makif. That means... Um, is Hashem the way He is connected to the world and He serves as a resource of a nurturer of life giving each creation in accordance with its own limits and limitations and then there is Hashem the way He is transcendent He is limitless above creation the light of Makif that's the Talus Talus is Hashem in His infinite light in His infinite self above creation that we are trying to bring into our lives that level of Kedusha, the transcendent Kedusha of, of, of the Talis is this great overarching light of Hashem that transcends creation, and we want to be connected to that through the Talis. It says also in Chesidus that Makif, when a person manages to reveal the light of this transcendent level of Makif, the way Hashem transcends creation is limitless, and all creation in that level is... It's, it has no meaning, no value, independent of Him. If that is revealed in the world, evil loses completely its power. It's called in Kabbalah, the light of such a powerful light of Hashem, the way He is limitless, and the whole world is nothing but a product of the breath of Hashem, and has no independent meaning of value. It's Kaloch Hashem, it's bottled by Metzius. On that level, evil is, is dissipates instantly. It blinds them. It blinds the eyes of the evil. So here's a story about this concept, fascinating story, where the Friedrich Rebbe tells that he was once sent by his father, the Rebbe Rashab, to go to Petersburg, the capital of Russia, because at that time the Maskilim, the enlightened Jews who were fighting vigorously against the traditional Jews, the, the Orthodox Jews, they were disturbed by the old-fashioned style of, of, of Yiddishkeit, which they felt to some degree is not in sync with enlightenment and with the enlightened spirit of the time. So they wanted to change Yiddishkeit and modernize it and make it more in sync with modern sensibilities. And so they, some of those maskilim were considered very intellectually knowledgeable and they gained the trust of some of the high-ranking government officials of Russia. One of such people, his name was Harav Kretz, Kreps. Kreps was, we call him a Rav, he wasn't a rabbi, he had a degree from a university. He also learned a little bit of Yiddishkeit, a little Torah here and there, and he called himself a rabbi. He was a rabbi appointed by the government. He had an official position to advise the government on matters of Judaism, that whenever the government needs to come up with a decision related to uh, matters of Yiddishkeit, whether a certain practice of Jews is offensive to the government or is against the interests of the country, 
um, they would consult him. He was considered their official counsel on those matters. He was very close with the Minister of Culture. The Minister of Culture considered him an important figure in the Jewish community and consulted his opinion and, and even put him on a payroll. He was part of the part of the council members of the government. So this Krebs and his colleagues, they decided that they're going to present the government of Russia with a document that will record the detriment of some of those old-fashioned practices of Yiddishkeit, the educational system, where we teach olive bays, and, and it's like we're still living in the Dark Ages, and that the government should decree that they, these, some of those practices need to be abolished, and especially they targeted the Hasidim. They say Kabbalah and Hasidim, this esoteric wisdom, is extremely dangerous for the interests of the Russian government. And they made their case. The Rebbe Rashab got wind of this plan, that they were planning to present the, their ideas to the government, and he understood the dangers that this could present. So he told one day his son, the Friedrich Rebbe, go to Peterburg and make sure that this thing doesn't happen. They do not bring this to the attention of the government. This document, with all their stupid and, 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 and erroneous arguments, would not make it to the government. The father didn't tell him how to do it, he just told him to go and do it. He traveled, the Friedrich Rebbe explains that because the mission was so sensitive, it was supposed to be top secret, even from the Lubavitch community, that nobody should know, because if the word gets out that he went to Petroburg for that purpose, it could uh, spoil the whole plan. So it was supposed to be top secret, so the Rebbe Rashab, the father, said to his son, go with your wife, the Rebbe said, travel, so in, as if you're going to a doctor somewhere to another town. People wouldn't know where you're going. He traveled to Petroburg, and tried very hard for several days, no success. So he came back to Lubavitch, and he wanted to report to his father what his efforts produced. And when he walked into the room, his father was just before davening shachis. And he was holding his talus over his shoulder. As the minig is before you put on your talus, he placed the folded talus on the shoulder, and you inspect the tzitzis. You separate the threads. It's a whole custom, a tradition. Talocha, minag, whatever it is, it's, it's a tradition done and it has deep spiritual meaning. And while his father was checking the tzitzis and separating the threads, the Fiyitik Rebbe approaches his father and his father said, no, what, what's going on? He told him, Father, I tried everything and it didn't work. So the Rebbe Rashab said to him, let me tell you a story. The Alter Rebbe once sent his, his son, the Mittler Rebbe, on a mission. A mission. And he sent him to another city to accomplish something. The Mittler Rebbe went and also didn't succeed. A few days later, he came back to Liyoshna, to the Alter Rebbe. And when he wanted to tell the Alter Rebbe that he tried at the best of his abilities, but it didn't work. When he walked into the Alter Rebbe's room to tell him, the Alter Rebbe was also before Shachis, exactly in the same position with his talus over his shoulder and inspecting his tzitzis. When the Mittler Rebbe told the Alter Rebbe what happened, 
The Alter Rebbe said like this, I have my talus here. And it says that a talus represents this light of Hashem, which is makif, it's limitless. It transcends all the boundaries of creation. And when that is revealed in the world, it's misame enichetzenim. It blinds the eyes of the forces of evil in the world. The forces of evil in the world dissipate. They cannot stand up against such a light. So therefore, with the koyach of this talus, he gave him a hint that he should go back. When the Mithalabi heard this, he grabbed the tzitzis of his father's talus and kissed it. And then he went quickly back to his mission, went back to that city where he, he tried to accomplish the mission and failed. And this time around, he succeeded. This is the story the Rebbe Hashab tells his son. And the Fidikeva hears this without any other word. He did exactly the same thing as the Mittal Rebbe did. He ran over to his father's tzitzis, grabbed it and kissed it and left the room to go back to Petersburg. When he went to Petersburg, the Friedrich Rebbe tells what happened. He tried very hard. How can he get a connection with the Maskilim? How can he avoid this whole terrible, wicked plan from coming to fruition? He found out that this Krebs, the so-called Rabbi Krebs, was staying in a hotel in Petersburg. And the government was putting him up in a nice hotel. And he was preparing his documents, you know, very intellectually uh, filled documents showing that the, the backwards nature of some of these ancient uh, outdated practices and, and the Hasidis and the mystical stuff, this voodoo stuff that we need to cut out. So he decided to make an appointment with his Krebs and he went and got a, got a, um, made an appointment with him. He said, I would like to meet with you. This Krebs knew who he was. He also knew who the Rebbe Rashab was. He has uh, met him once before. The Friedrich Rebbe went to the hotel and met with Krebs. And he started talking to him about all kinds of things. Krebs received him in a very respectful way. And as they're talking, the Friedrich Rebbe says, no, what happens with that uh, thing that I heard you guys want to present the government, the Minister of Culture, with this, uh, I, all these allegations against Hasidim? And Krebs says, yes, and he's actually very proud of what he accomplished. He says, for months and months on end, I worked on this document, I found research and, and evidence, and it's a very, um, a very sophisticated piece of work, and he's very proud of it. So the Friedrich says to him, do you mind showing it to me? I'd like to see uh, such an impressive document. And Krebs says, sure, no problem. And he hands him the document in a folder, he pulls out a folder and gives it to him. Fidikaba opens up the folder, takes out the document without blinking an eye, starts shredding up page by page the entire document in such tiny little shreds and pieces that it would not be able to reconstruct it. Krebs is watching this in horror. He's totally astonished. Uh, seeing, I mean, didn't expect this. And he flies into a rage. And he starts screaming, how dare you do this? I worked on this for months and months. Look, you're destroying work that I worked so hard. And I was so proud of this accomplishment. And now you're destroying it in front of my eyes. And he's so angry that he strikes the Fiyitik Rebbe in his face. He slaps him across the face. 
The Shvi'ti Rebbe got up and ran out of the room and fled the scene as quickly as he could and went back to Lubavitch. He told his father that he was successful in destroying the documents and they have nothing to show anymore to the Minister of Culture. And in long, to make long story short, that plan and plot against Hasidim did not materialize, of course. And a short while later, that same Krebs who struck the feet to grab in his face got very ill and in a short time he passed away. The talus, the power of a talus, 